Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast, Episode 22. Hi, this is Bob. If you've been a listener to Sarasota Stories for a while now, would you do me a little favor? Go to our website, sarasotastories.co, scroll down and enter your best email so you will know when all our episodes will air. It helps us know who's a fan and how many folks are listening. I certainly appreciate it. And now on to today's episode. It's really not an uncommon story. You grow up working in the food industry as a kid and years later, all grown up, You get to own your own Irish pub in the Washington, D.C. area. Unfortunately, that can be a very hard way to make a living. But by applying a little creativity with a love for wings and hot sauce, one man, now in Venice, came up with a winning combination to launch a new and growing enterprise. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and I believe if you truly want to better understand your community to build personal, professional, and even lifelong relationships, then a willingness to hear each other's stories is an absolute must. In fact, that's why I created the Sarasota Stories podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to helping you get connected just a little bit deeper with those living in this wonderful community we call home. In each episode, I interview business leaders, civic leaders, artists, authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in the greater Sarasota area. My guest today is Andy Duffy, owner of First and Ten Hot Sauce. It's a recipe he perfected while living in the D.C. area and where his wings and sauce won multiple awards in Food and Wine Magazine, Best of D.C., and Washington City Paper. It's not an easy task in such an incredibly competitive food category, I would say. But if you like hot sauce, you won't want to miss today's episode. You'll learn what it's like to own your own Irish pub, how Duffy, as his friends call him, creates his recipe, some of the notables who came into his pub while he was owner of his pub in D.C., why he left and moved to Venice, what new flavors he intends to create next, and much, much more. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us, as it is always my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Andy Duffy, owner of First and Ten Hot Sauce in Venice, Florida. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate you having me today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And Andy, I always like to ask this question up front of my guest. What is one thing that most people 
don't know about you. Well, I think most people don't know that uh, I was born in the backseat of a car. <laughs> Up in New York. Well, the question is, were you conceived in the backseat of a car? Yeah, I don't know we about would... this. We've, we've never had that conversation, and I hope we never do. <laughs> Oh, I was sharing with you before we uh, we clicked record that uh, it was similar to me. Uh, my wa- my mother's water broke, and she insisted on taking a bath before my father took her to the hospital, and he was not happy about that. So yeah. we all come in the world one way or the other. So yeah. well, good. Well, you originally so you were in the D.C. area for quite a while, and you had a a pub up there. Talk a little bit about that. I, I was I was actually uh, uh, raised in uh, Polk County in, in Florida. But then when I graduated high school, I moved to D.C. and I uh, was a, uh, a bartender and a manager of a big uh, Irish bar there called the Ireland's Four Provinces. And then after 10 years of managing that place, I opened my own bar called uh, Duffy's, Duffy's Irish Pub, named after, not very creative, but named after myself. Sure. And uh, I had that for 10 years. It was downtown Washington, D.C. It was very interesting. Got to meet a, a lot of people. Most people, when they think about D.C., they just think about politics and politicians and stuff like that. But there's sure. a, lot of great, a lot of great neighborhoods in uh, D.C. And, you know, once you get away from the mall area where all the museums and stuff are, it's just like any other city. It's it's, and it's very, uh, very interesting and really a great place to live. Were you born there? No. In I the backseat of a car? <laughs> no, I was I was kind of been up and up. I was born in upstate New York, way up in the Adirondacks. And then I moved to uh, my parents got divorced when I was about 12 and I moved to Florida. And I uh, uh. grew up in uh, high school and stuff in, in Winter Haven, Florida, which is about two hours from where I'm at now. So it's in Polk sure. County. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then moved to D.C. a couple years after high school. How long were you in the pub industry? As far as owning my own pub, I was 10 years. And oh, then, wow. I, mean, I started busting tables full-time when I was 13. So. <laughs> I bet that's an incredible grind, having to uh, run a restaurant. That's a very, very tough business. It is. But it's fun, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So, so why did you decide to come uh, back to Florida? I uh, sold the uh, Duffies to a couple regular customers about in 2016. Still open, still still called Duffies, but I don't have anything to do with it anymore. And I just decided to come back down here. And like you said, the pub business, the restaurant business, is a huge grind. I was working 80 hours a week for 10 years, you know, and I wanted to have some sunshine, some you know, lay back, have some beers, and just kind of bartend and. And uh, enjoy myself a little bit more than I had been doing. Yeah. So, you, so you sold the business. You had a little bit of cash. Is and so you actually decided. Had, <laughs> I actually just kind of broke even a little bit. I didn't really have. Oh. Any, but uh, but you know that's better than some people do. So yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess very, so. Well, very, I, very pop. I'm sorry. Very popular pub, but it was uh, the rents were high and this, that, and the other. So yeah, I can imagine. I can mm-hmm. imagine. I'm sure there were a lot of. Well, I assume there were other Irish pubs there too. Oh sure, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, one of my great, um, one of my great, um, uh, how can I say, um, things I should have done in life was to spend more time in D.C. I know it's a great town. It's funny, I've traveled a lot internationally, and I know you know, a lot of cities around uh, the United States, but D.C. is not one of them. So it's obviously one of the great cities in the center of our our, um, politics, obviously, in the country here. But so you came down to Venice, so you you sold the business, you came down to Venice, and you decided to start First and Ten Hot Sauce. But your hot sauce, you actually didn't start it down here. Didn't you have it in your pub in D.C.? Well, yeah, you had to go back to, uh, so when I was getting ready to open up uh, my pub, 
there was a time where we were getting licenses and stuff like that. And so there was like a three or four month period where the kitchen was operable, but, but not open yet. If that makes, it was built out and right. we're waiting for licensing. And at that time, DC didn't have, in my opinion, any good wings anywhere. I couldn't find them and I love wings. And, uh, but I just, uh, decided that when I opened my place, I was going to have the best wings I could have and the best sauce to go on it. So I spent, I'm no chef by any means, but I spent several months in the, uh, kitchen there just trial and error trying to come up with a, the best hot sauce i could just you know trying one thing or another and trying to come up with a sauce that i loved and i figured if i loved it there'd be a certain amount of people that also loved it and so i came up with a, the hot sauce that is first and ten right now and uh it wasn't called that then it was just called you know the hot sauce for my wings at duffy's it ended up getting uh my wings ended up getting 10 uh, for 10 years the best wings in dc um dc metro area in a paper called the washington city paper which is like the um I guess you would call it the, where you go to find out social happenings and stuff like that. Right, right. Then, it's also uh, in food and food and wine too, for, right? Yeah. So I got uh, several years in a row uh, top twenty-five wings in the country in Food and Wine magazine. So it, well, that's it, really cool. Yeah, that's right. what, what, I was going to say, what did that do for your business? It helped quite a bit. Brought a lot of um, uh, notoriety, you know, and, and just uh, it, it, was, it felt good to be on the same list with uh, with some of the original, uh, some of the better wing places in the country. It was neat. When I left my pub, people were People had always been all over me to to bottle the hot sauce and 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 package it and sell it. And uh, but for several years, I just kind of wanted to relax. And so I only just got around to doing it in last year, the end of last year, like in August. So it's it's kind of new. Yeah. And I started bottling. It's it's taken off rather well. I'm doing a lot of online sales, a lot to people back in DC. But then also they've it's become known down here. And then they've uh, the people that I've sold it to in DC have let their friends know. So it's kind of you know, it's, it's doing pretty well online. Got it in a few stores. And, uh, pretty happy with how we're going so far for it being so young. Well, that's really cool. That, that's a cool story because I would think it's a galactically uh, competitive market. I mean, I know down on, uh, let's see, down on St. Armand's Circle, there's a store there. It's just dedicated to Well, that's funny you sauce. say that. It's funny you say that because right across the street from that store is a store called the Ancient Olive Gourmet where my hot sauce is sold. Ah, okay. The hot okay. sauce you're talking about is called peppers, I think, or something. To, something. Similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it, yes, it yeah. is called peppers. And and that 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 store, all the sauce in there, they make. So they don't make it in that store, but it's that that company only yes. sells that store only sells hot sauce that they make themselves. I think in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, back to DC. Did you ever have any celebrities or uh, noted politicians come in for your? A lot of politicians, uh, and then I was located across the street from a, a rock club called the Nine Thirty Club, and so we had a lot of like um, bands on their way up and that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, Dave Grohl used to come in uh, once in a while. He's a, a lead singer for the Foo Fighters, and uh, he's a DC cool. guy, and is one of his favorite places to play was the Nine Thirty Club. And but we'd have a lot of politicians too. A lot of. Uh, People on local TV, like newscasters, that kind of thing. But that's not just my pub. That was every pub in D.C. was like that. So what is the process you went through when you decided to create the sauce? How do you even get organized and how do you even come up with the – I mean, obviously, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of sauces you can try out there and you can sure. mimic. But how did you get set up to say, okay, I'm going to make my own thing, make my first and ten, or actually before that? Mm-hmm. How did you – what process did you go through to actually make your hot sauce? Well, I started, I was just making it in my, uh, my kitchen for friends and stuff, making it in mason jars and selling it to, uh, to friends of mine and people that I work with and that kind of thing. And occasionally mailing something back to somebody that, you know, a, a, a former regular customer in DC or whatever. But then I, as I did, got more into it and I got more and more, 
uh, I started looking into the requirements and stuff because you have to be, you can't just take something out of your kitchen and put it on the Obviously. Um, unless it's a cottage food, which hot sauce is not. You have to go through and you have to send it to a lab. The USDA uh, has to has to test it and make sure that it's shelf, you know, it's got shelf life and then it's got a, um, yeah, that's got a good shelf life and that the ingredients that you have listed on your bottle are actually the ingredients that are in there. They don't just take your word for it. You have to get mm-hmm. business license. You have to get liability insurance, that kind of stuff. But I found out all that out just by putting it out there and then kind of like starting to sell it. And then people saying, uh, people saying, Hey, you can't do that unless you have this. So then I went and got this. Right. Now, now I have it, um, uh, made for me by, by what's called a co-packer. A co-packer is, uh, basically someone that has their own factory that makes their own sauces, makes their own whatever. But then, you know, the, the line that they have is not active all the time. So they basically, um, rent it out for lack of a better word and right to other people so they can make my sauce so so the first couple times i went over there with my you know with them and made it with my co-packer and uh made sure that uh they're making it exactly the way i wanted it and now that's how i get it made it's actually made by a, a co-packer in bartow florida which is uh in Polk county well that's cool do, do they have a certain minimum run they do so every co-packer has a, a different minimum run and this particular one's a hundred gallons, which comes out to, uh, uh, like, and in my size bottle comes out to like fifteen hundred bottles. So it's a good amount. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. I've I've heard of. It's been a while ago, but I have heard of doing that. Well, obviously, you know, some of the microbrewed beers do this. They they will private label for groups. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually private, when label, we, private label is a little the the phrase private label is a little different. So you can get you can get a private label hot sauce, for instance, which is just that person's that factory's own hot sauce that they say well right. we'll stick your label on it so this is a little different because it's my recipe you know with my own sauce so that's just a little semantics like it's not really semantics. L- l- little difference there yeah like our experience was when i first moved down here which was eight years ago as part of the sarasota newcomers and a guy i can't remember the fellow's name but he hooked us up with big top brewery uh-huh and so we went out there and they made I forget how many gallons, maybe 3000 gallons or it was, it was, I was a lot. I mean, it seemed like it was a lot, but we, we each got two growlers and he had the, um, the labels printed up and the whole nine yards. It was a great beer. It was really, yeah. you know, unfortunately you go out there, you get the tour, you're all excited and whatnot. You want your beer, but then you got to wait, you know, six weeks or, or two months or whatever it was. But, uh, so that was, that's kind of like my only experience for we're doing a run like that and having your label put on it. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up the, the, uh, craft beer industry because that's kind of how i see hot sauce too it's very similar because there's tons of craft beer out there right and but and it's it, and you could say the beer industry is competitive because you're thinking of budweiser miller light whatever like that but then there's always room for another craft beer and that's kind of like hot sauce what i've found too is that there's all these you know i'm not trying to be the budweiser or tabasco hot sauce you know i'm just trying to get sure niche and, and do okay with it so um and there's a lot of that too there's a lot of people that uh that collect hot sauces and that really spend a, um, that really kind of get into it. You know, um, I was sitting at a bar last night and this guy heard me talking to the bartender about my hot sauce. And he just goes, he just right away sitting next to me, got online and ordered some on his phone to send to his house. <laughs> like in Ohio, you know? Oh, he's a groupie. <laughs> yeah, kind of, there's a lot of that. A lot of that. Well, you know, it, it's funny. I've come across a little bit of that on the internet. 
hot sauce does, I mean, it's not like mayonnaise or it's not like mustard, right? So people that are really into hot sauce, they are a, you know, you have real enthusiasts out there. Sure, and they so do. they will, they will try, you know, to go the hottest or to find the best or, you know, even growers uh, will try to develop the next hottest pepper out there. Yeah. I, mine, I find it fascinating. Yeah, and I, I do too. And, and mine is not by any means the hottest. I didn't ever try to go to that. But if you had to grade mine on a scale of one to 10, it's probably a six out of 10. So it's oh, wow. not, uh-huh. more about, it's the flavor above the, the heat, really. It's got a, um, a really good garlic flavor to it. And uh, it's got a lot of, a lot of flavor going on. And that's what I wanted more. I wanted a hot sauce that, that pretty much everybody can enjoy. And it's not going to, you know, you're not going to need two glasses of milk after every time you, you, you uh, try it, you know? Right. Right. So of course, you know, the one chip challenge, right? I do. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that was a brilliant marketing ploy. Whoever sure. came up with it for, for our listeners who have not seen it. You can, you can go on YouTube or, or whatever, and you can Google it and one chip challenge, but they've, they just put, I guess they, you buy actually one chip mm-hmm. and on that chip is like the hottest sauce you can find. And if you can eat the chip, then, you know, I don't know, you win some award or whatever, you know, get some yeah. attaboys or whatnot, but it, there's some hysterical reactions to it. Yeah. And some, I would imagine probably pretty dangerous too. Yeah. It's got a lot of those. I'm going to guess that's probably one of the chemically made hot sauces, you know? So it's a, uh, that's oh, not really, I, I can't even, uh, I can't even handle that stuff. So I'm not, even though I make hot sauces, I'm not a, the level of the hot sauce that I make is about what I enjoy. And that's kind of why I made it. That right. Way. Right. I'm not much above Sriracha. That Sriracha is about it for me. It's a little hotter than Sriracha. This is uh, yeah. around the the level of, uh, as far as heat goes, probably around Tabasco. Interesting. But a lot more flavor in Tabasco. <laughs> so how many different uh, flavors and I guess heat levels do you have? No, just the one right now. So I'm concentrating on making that go. And it's just the, the one, uh, when I had Duffy's, I had 13 different sauces and we'll get there eventually. But right now I'm just trying right. to concentrate on this one. It's just the first and 10 original. I do have a um, mango habanero that's coming out in a month. Um, so that that's uh, also really good. And it's, that one's a little bit hotter. That's probably like, a, I guess, a seven out of 10 or something like that. Right. But, but as I make them, I want to introduce them slowly, you know, one or two hot sauces, flavors a year. And uh sure. And I also, um, I want to make sure that they, when I do them, that they're all, I don't want any artificial ingredients in any of the sauces or preservatives. Right. The only preservative that's in my hot sauce is natural, is vinegar, you know, which is what the hot yeah. sauce is. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's huge today is, you know, I, I don't even like the term all natural cause you don't even know what that is anymore, but you that's know, right. whether it's organic or whatnot. Right. Yeah. You bet. So, so you're coming out with a habanero. So did you go through the same process to develop that? Yeah, it, it's also one that I had when I had Duffy's. It wasn't, but the, the the big popular one was my original, and then but I had several. And the mango habanero was uh, another one that I had. And the reason I like it is it's just so simple. It's just mango and habaneros, some vinegar, oh, garlic, and some salt, and it's a, uh, it, it's delicious, and it's it's very easy to make, and uh, people love it. So that's what we're going through next. And uh, uh, yeah, but as far as the process with the co-packer, yeah, we haven't gotten to that point yet but that's what we will go through that exact same process it's funny i just earlier this morning had a conversation with um his name is vigo he's from the unassuming wine bros and we talked a little bit about putting wines together you know with with different foods and i guess my question is is that applied to hot sauces yeah i so i use uh 
this particular hot sauce, you know, people obviously think of wings right away, but I put it on my eggs in the morning. I put it on my, uh, a friend of mine's a vegetarian. She puts it on all her vegetables, all her dishes, you know, um, I'm a big fan of turkey burgers. I put it in the meat when I, uh, before I cook it, you know, I mix it up with the meat because it's already got all the flavors you need in it. So it's, uh, I use it on pretty much everything you can, you can think of. (laughs) Andy, you're killing me right now. I've had a very busy morning. I haven't had a thing to eat, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to hit it hard after, after we get off this, uh, get off this interview. Mm. Well, that's pretty fascinating. So where do you, so right now you're just, just, you're really a boutique shop. Yeah, I don't actually have a physical shop. Uh, so, okay. So I have the, uh, you can order online at firstin10hotsauce.com that's and spelt out. And uh, um, and you can, I also have, uh, there's a, a gourmet shop that I mentioned earlier called First, I'm sorry, called uh, the Ancient Olive Gourmet. And they have right. um, six locations across the state. I'm in there. I'm in a shop called Vine and Grind in Treasure Island, Florida. And then I'm in a few restaurants. I'm, if you're in Venice, I'm in the, um, I'm in the local 7-Eleven on, uh, um, on Venice Island, on uh, Venice Avenue. But we're cool. still getting started. And uh, I'll get more and more trying to add, you know, every couple of weeks, try to add another store or shop. And, you know, I always got to make sure that I keep up with the supply, too. You don't want to get in a store and then not be able to supply them. Right. Have you had any supply chain interruptions? with? Because everybody else has. We did. In the beginning, we, um, we had some issues getting bottles because the bottles, you know, come from China. Yep. Uh, so we had uh, some issues, but then I just we just did one big massive order of bottles, so we're good for quite a while. So well, that's cool. Be fine from here on out, I think. <laughs> Where do you want to take this business? You know, I'm not looking to become a multimillionaire. I'd enjoy it. This is a lot of fun, and uh, just looking to where I can eventually. Like right now, I still work as a server bartender, and uh, I want to get to the point where I don't need to do that anymore, and just uh, where I can um, just. Uh, make my living just doing the hot sauce. And that's really the yeah. only thing I have is to just kind of enjoy myself and have fun with it and get in a bunch of, uh, I'm not really looking to get into Publix or anything like that. I'm more, I'm, I enjoy more talking to like the mom and pop owners sure, uh, of restaurants and of uh, little, little stores and stuff like that. So if there's anybody out there that wants to pick it up, you, you know, let me know. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, how is it, working with some of the mama pop stores because you you obviously have to call on them you have to get in you have to present your product how's that gone for you it's a lot of fun you meet a lot of people and, and from, from owning my own business in the past i understand where they're coming from and what they have to go through and you know and my my main goal is to make it you, you want to make it easy for them to sell your product you know you don't want you want to make it a so that uh they can make money off it you can make a little bit of money off it and also you want to have you know you, once they taste it they're usually sold i just have to get just got to get them to taste it. <laughs> and then right. usually once they taste it, they're like, wow, you know, that's great. Right. Yeah, of course I'll sell it. So. Okay. So here's, here's where you do become a multimillionaire. It just popped into my head. Okay. You're, you're going to throw a big festival down here to get the best hot sauces in the Florida area. Wouldn't that be a great festival? Be fun. <laughs> and, and, and there's, and, and it's a, a, a neat, as I'm becoming more and more, not, becoming to know more and more is that it is a neat little community, you know, the, the people that make, different hot sauces and stuff yeah there are there's a lot of a lot of little boutique and little yeah. uh, cabin industries and and um kind of lifestyle industries i and I, that's one of the appealing things about this area yeah and everybody supports everybody it's not so much competition like i said there's always room for another craft hot sauce for lack of a better word and, and everybody supports everybody so it's really it's kind of neat now you will actually i think 
I saw till the end of March, you will actually deliver these hot sauces in the in the greater Sarasota area. That's correct. I said so as a little special or whatever. Um, you know, I'm a like I said, I owned an Irish pub for a long time, so St. Patrick's Day is always kind of a thing for me. And, uh, <laughs> and which, you know, today as we're recording this, this is on St. Patrick's Day. It is. So, so, um, um, so for March, what I'm doing is, if you go online and order a three pack that I and then you're in Sarasota County, Sarasota County, I will deliver it to your uh, home or office myself. You know, leave it at your doorstep, whatever you want me to do, um, just for the month of March. Yeah, and so I, I don't deliver every day. I deliver, so we'll take orders all weekend, sure. and then on Thursday I go out and make those deliveries. Sure, that's really cool. Now, are you going to deliver it in an Irish kilt, given you're Irish in today's St. Patrick's Day? Absolutely not. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that's not a oh, that's great. That's pretty funny. Well, this is a an interesting business. I wish you much success going forward. And uh, let's see, they can find you on Facebook. They can find you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They can find you on your website, which is firstintenhotsauce.com. And on the Instagram and Facebook, it's first and 10 hot sauce. You You bet. And the and is spelt out A-N-D. That's great. Well, Andy, it's a pleasure having you on the show. I wish, again, I wish you much success and uh, hope to have you on in the future. Thanks so much for having me, Bob. You have a great... uh, Great podcast going there. It's really interesting listening to all your episodes and stuff. You betcha. You betcha. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.